0: Hey, what's going on? It's another episode of Eat, Sleep, Podcasts Repeat. My name is Dave Taylor. How you doing? What is going on? Thanks for uh, hanging out. And uh, it's uh, the Foxes and FM99's only wrestling podcast. Uh, you can find us on 1069thefox.com and FM99.com. And, of course, in social media, we're all over the place, uh, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, you can find us, ESPR. Ninety-nine. Give us a follow. Give us a like, and of course, you can listen to us on uh, on the websites, but also on your streaming apps like SoundCloud and TuneIn and Stitcher and iTunes. And uh, if you uh, listen to us, one of those, give us a nice uh, five-star review. That would be great. And uh, you can always email us espr. At FM99, let me know uh, your thoughts on the recent show. And one of the topics we're going to get into, which I definitely would want to hear some feedback, is on uh, Triple H, celebrating 25 years, which we'll uh, get into in uh, just a moment here. But uh, it's weird stuff on SmackDown with uh, Vince McMahon. But uh, we'll we'll get into that in just a moment. We'll uh, quickly uh, go through uh, some of the shows this week as uh, Money in the Bank... Is coming up. I can't believe that's happening on uh, on May 10th. So they're starting to put that uh, card together. So we'll get into that in just a moment. And uh, what's going on in the uh, wrestling world news-wise. Well, there's some talk that uh, Jim Ross would love to see AEW sign Rusev. So uh, that that's uh, I guess you know Russo's got to sit out his ninety days, but uh, but that's uh, one of the things Jim Ross wants to see is that uh, that's the first guy they go after. So that's uh, that's uh, one of the things that uh, that maybe AEW will pick up on. Also uh, possibly the revival, which now uh, they have a new name. As we know, and uh, they, uh, by the way, a couple days ago, teased their new destination, which it may not be AEW, but uh, they did tease uh, joining a different promotion, like NWA, which should be interesting. But uh, Scott Dawson is now Dax Harwood, and Dash Wilder has changed his name to Cash Wheeler. And... um, We'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, apparently they're going by uh, FTR, which it may be their new name. Fear the Revolt. So we'll see if that's uh, where these guys end up. You never know. You know, it's uh, a lot of options for them right now. Which uh, be interesting wrestling. But uh, as for you know being on TV and stuff, I mean the only option would be AEW, as they're doing uh, still doing the. These shows, which by the way, uh, they're going to go back to live shows not with the crowd but live shows uh beginning uh next month. So instead of uh, taping a bunch of shows at one time, they're going to be doing live shows beginning in May. So we got that to look forward to. So looking at uh, what happened on Raw on Monday, uh, Nia Jax uh, nearly uh, killed uh Kiari Sane. <laughs> And uh, that's uh, the match, the uh, turnbuckle bomb spot where uh, Chiari hit the the bottom turnbuckle. That was just a brutal, brutal spot. And um, thankfully, uh, Chiari uh, hopefully is okay. Uh, Drew McIntyre fought on the show and uh, defeating Austin Theory. Or, I'm sorry, Angel Garza. Drew McIntyre beating uh, Angel Garza. In the uh, main event, uh, you Bianca Belair, Russell, you had uh, Andrade uh, winning, Charlotte Ferrer uh, defeating uh, Caden Carter, uh, getting uh, Caden a little uh, love tap on the elbow there, air <laughs> elbow. Uh, Ray Mysterio qualifying for the Men's Money in the Bank match, uh, defeating Murphy and Apollo Cruz. Remember Apollo Cruz, Apollo Cruz on Raw and winning a match, defeating MVP. And he qualifies. For money in the bank. And uh, as mentioned, like Nia Jax, well, she's already qualified for money in the bank. And uh, Liv Morgan fought Ruby Wright, which um, no, Sarah Logan was not the special guest referee. Here's the strange thing. Uh, Shayna Baszler wrestles, and Liv Morgan Ruby Wright wrestle. And they mention Sarah Logan's name. And uh, you know, Sarah was let go the previous week of course, she's got a ninety-day, like you know, clause, so they could use her for the next few weeks. But uh, but she was uh, called to come to the taping, and then they realized, oh wait a minute, we had you break your arm last week, so we can't have you on television. It wouldn't really make any sense. So she wasn't used, but uh, but uh, but they mentioned her a couple times, which was interesting. Uh, One of the things that uh, somebody's starting to point out is that some of the wrestlers are not uh, following COVID-19 safety measures during the tapings. And some of that uh, saying that almost no talent in wearing masks around at the tapings and about 80% of the staff is. So which uh, if you saw SmackDown on Friday, you would have uh, seen the... Uh, when Triple H came out, uh, somebody wearing a mask and uh, taking, taking his water, which uh, we'll get into that in just a moment here. Uh, and, uh, speaking of SmackDown, so you had uh, more uh, qualifying matches for, for Money in the Bank. Uh, Baron Corbin beating Drew Gulak. Uh, Lacey Evans winning her match against uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, the Forgotten Sons, by the way, showing up on SmackDown. I uh, forgot to mention their debut a couple of weeks ago because they uh, Forgotten Sons. And uh, they showed up on the show. Uh, Lucha House Party won a match. You know, I, I kind of like those guys, by the way. Alexa uh, Bliss and Nikki Cross uh, defended their tag team title successfully against uh, Carmella and Dana Brooke. And then Sheamus beat a jobber. And a part of the show, they had, you know, highlights from Triple H's career. And then uh, at the end of the show, you know, Triple H came out. Shawn Michaels came out, uh, you know, kind of had fun with the whole, uh, you know, I got two words for you. And the Triple H kind of got close. And it's like social distancing. And then <laughs> because Triple H got a little too close to uh, the Shawn. And then Vince McMahon came out. Vince came out at the end of the show. And it was just a weird promo. He he mentioned the weird segment with Bailey and This Is Your Life and he says that it was a bad segment, but in no way Bailey's fault. It was just so bizarre. And then um you know, it kinda of thanked him, he kinda of didn't uh, you know, it was it was weird. It was a surprise to see Vince as I, you know, a lot of people I think was speculating that he was spending time in you know, up in uh, Stanford or Connecticut or somewhere. But uh, Vince was there and made an appearance on SmackDown. Who knew? So twenty-five years of Triple H, and depending how long you've been watching wrestling, the uh, the character has evolved over time. Because when he first came out, he was Hunter Hearst Hemsley and the Hemsley. Uh, he was Hunter Hurst Helmsley and You know, this this stuck up arrogant guy and uh you know he's all rich and proper and everything, which is a really weird gimmick for a guy that like doesn't want to get his hands dirty yet he wants to wrestle. And, you know, he had valets with him for a while, including Sable, before uh, Mark Merrow came and uh, came along and and then um, you know, I shouldn't say stole Sable, but and just, it, it gets 70 for Mark Merrill at the time. Um, but looking looking at, at Triple H's career, and, you know, and going from the, you know, the Hunter Hurst Helmsley uh, to the guy in the, uh, you know, the farewell at the garden and stuff, the being punished, but then, you know, coming back, you know, King of the Ring, uh, then, you know, the, uh, finally winning a world title, and then the, Stephanie McMahon stuff, uh, the Katie Vick stuff, um, you know, the injuries coming back from the injuries, DX a couple of times, uh, of course, China. So a lot of highlights throughout his career and, you know, the main events of Mania and stuff. But looking at his Mania matches, and I'm not going to pile on here, and but, okay, he does have like more WrestleMania losses than anybody else. But, of course, he has wrestled, like, you know, during, during their 20 WrestleMania matches. But they have not, uh, most of them have not been classics. There's been a lot, despite this guy's lectiv- longevity, that have not been good. Uh, you got, your know, WrestleMania 12, uh, you know, Triple H uh, fighting the Warrior, where the Warrior uh, no-sold the uh, the pedigree. Uh, then you got 15 with Triple H and Kane. Uh, the Sheamus match. That um, that was one where people thought that the Sheamus should have won. And there are a couple here where, where a lot of people feel like the the wrong person won. You know, which is odd because he, Triple H does have more losses at Mania than you know any other wrestler. But there's times where it seems like Triple H should have lost. He could have lost the Sheamus. Uh, you know, they had the Owen match, uh, which was a mess. That was with uh, Sergeant Slaughter. It was like the referee, you know, trying to still got involved. Um, there was the match at WrestleMania 25, and this was after Taker fought Shawn Michaels, and this was the match against Randy Orton. And it was one that, uh, it was a weird stipulation that, uh, you know, if Triple H would have gotten, like, disqualified, he would have lost the title or whatever. Uh which is just an odd thing for a face to have that stipulation. It makes sense of like, you know, it's a heel or somebody. But in uh, Triple H1, it wasn't a great match. Uh, he had the matches against Batista. You had the one last year. Then you had the one at WrestleMania 21. Uh, you know, Trips winning last year, which made sense. Uh, just because, you know, Bautista just wanted to come back and, I guess, give him the rub, because uh, Bautista being in WrestleMania 21. It was an all right match um, at 21. I mean, and last year's was just too gosh darn long. Oh, my gosh. Uh, by the way, if you look at the time length and some of these matches, the duration to some of these matches, you're going to see that in most manias, Triple H had the longest match, especially in the more recent years. Um, the match against Seth Rollins, which uh, should have right guy won. However, with the whole storyline with Seth's knee and everything, like wh- why didn't why didn't Seth use like like a sledgehammer at the end of that match? He just some justification or whatever else that never happened. Uh, the match against Roman, that was one where I thought Triple H should have won. It's kind of weird how they fixed that the next year where Brock beat Roman. But uh, but the crowd was just all over Reigns and, and Triple H, and like you know, you're just kind of waiting for something to happen, and then you know when Stephanie went through the table, it's like oh okay, you know. But then they did that ending like the year before, basically with uh, Seth and and Triple H. So you know those were long matches, uh, weren't necessarily great. Uh, we had Cena at WrestleMania 22. That's, uh, you know, Cena, you know, finally, uh, you main eventing there, winning. And uh, that wasn't the bad match. Uh, okay, the Booker T match at WrestleMania 19. That one, not so great. Uh, that was just because of the ending, the, the way they set that up. And again, that was a situation where the wrong person won. Uh, that was one where you could have had, you know, the, the face go over in that situation, everything that they build up to it. You know, then the pedigree and then what it took like a half hour for Triple H to cover Booker T. Come on now. Um and then you had uh the Sting match at WrestleMania 31. And it's tricky because I cuz I still think to this day and I and there are other people on the show that that disagree, I still think the wrong person won this match. Now, I don't know if the plan was like for Sting where it's like, well, I'm just going to do one match you know, then they brought him back for the world title match against Seth Rollins later on. Um, if it's a one match thing, okay, that's that's fine or whatever. Uh, but I felt like they left money on the table here. I felt like Sting could have won this match, and then they could have had another battle a couple months later, and um, and the Triple H could have won that. Like, like, that would have been, like, fine with that. Like, they get a trade it wins. Okay, yeah, it's 50-50 booking, but maybe there, there's some sort of – something's on the line the second time around. You know, Sting wins and he gets control of this or whatever else where it's going to make it seem like he's going to be more of a bigger character than he was going to be, and that never happened. I mean, they get – you know, and it's weird because, like, the whole time Sting's there before this match, you know, it's it's never about WCW versus WWE. Uh, but this match became that with DX showing up and NWO showing up, which you know was like cool for the nostalgia, but it didn't make any gosh darn sense. Um, yeah, the match against uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 29. You know, this was like where like Brock came back and was like losing to everybody. It was almost like punishment, you know, for for like leaving or whatever, because he lost the Cena. Uh, you know, then here he loses to uh, Triple H with the pedigree on the steps. Uh, now, Brock obviously got it back because, you know, they did the angle where uh, <laughs> where I think the plan was for Triple H. You no, know, where he was going to you know, you know have his arm broken by Brock Lesnar and he taps out. And they thought that the crowd would be sympathetic. And that completely backfired. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, you yeah, had the uh, three Undertaker matches. Uh, the one at seventeen, which was uh, pretty good. Um, then you had the one at twenty-seven, which that was that was good too. And then you had um, you know the sledgehammer and everything, and then twenty-eight, and you thought like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be it. Uh, Shawn Michaels is the referee, and you thought that Triple H was going to end the streak, and, and it didn't turn out that way. Yeah, then they all celebrated at the end, which was kind of when you're like, "Oh, this might be the last of the Undertaker," and not the case. But uh, yeah, three Undertaker matches. Uh, you had that uh, mess at WrestleMania 20 with The Rock, McFoley, and the Big Show. Um, that that match was just that's probably one of the and, and you know not I'm not ranking as matches. I'm kind of going back and forth here. Some of the good ones, some of the bad ones. That one. To me, is on the lower end, and I remember watching that live. But it, it just and going back in years later watching it, it just was not a good match. It was like completely overbooked, you know, like man in every corner. Um, thank you, McMahon's, and um, it was just, you know, like why is Mick Foley back? Love you, Mick Foley, but you didn't need to be in that match. Uh, you know, I mean, the Big Show thing kind of made sense because of what happened at the Rumble, the Rock, but but it was just. I, it, it just didn't, it just, uh, um, then you had, uh, WrestleMania 18. And that was the match with, uh, Chris Jericho and kind of like the Randy Orton match. You know, it's always said like, well, the world title is always going to be the last match, which has not always been the case in the last couple of years. As you had the Roman and undertaker go in a match and, and, uh, taker and Sean, um, this was, of course, the mania where two matches prior to that was The Rock and Hulk Hogan fighting and just bringing the house down. So, yeah, you know, they bring the house down and then, uh, you know, the women's match, which was a good match after that. Unfortunately, every in the crowd was just completely burned out. And then you had Jericho and Triple H where, you know, the ending kind of came out of nowhere. But uh Uh, You know, it was just the the command silliness, you know, and he kind of felt bad for Chris Jericho in that situation. You know, here's your undisputed champion, and, you know, it wasn't a bad match, but I would that put it on the classic. You know, you had the match against uh, Goldberg, or Goldberg, uh, Goldust in the early days of uh, Triple H as well. Uh, You know, and that one's because that's where we saw China for the first time. You know, that was like a career-defining, not the match itself, But the moment bringing China in, uh, that was uh, that was big in that particular moment. Uh, Then you got uh, a match I saw in person was the uh, WrestleMania 24, uh, Triple H, Cena, and Orton. And uh, you know it's weird because I haven't watched this match probably since I saw Mania live. So this was uh, 2008. Which it goes back twelve years, so maybe I need to check this one out again. But uh, the reviews in this seem to be pretty good. I enjoyed the match. The ending surprised me because I didn't expect Orton to win. Uh, you know, but this is you know Triple H coming back from the injury, and then uh, you know because he missed the the main of the year prior, and then uh, you know with Cena and then Orton in this is a triple threat. And then speaking of triple threats, of course you got the triple threat at WrestleMania twenty. With Shawn Michaels, and, uh, and he can't be mentioned. But uh, that was a pretty good match. That that was, uh, um, d- despite the circumstances, that happened afterwards. Probably, you know, one of the best Mania main events. Uh, definitely, probably one of uh, Triple H's uh, best matches at Mania. So you yeah, know, now we're starting to get like to some of the bigger matches. Uh, you had the match with Ronda Rousey. And Kurt Angle taking on Stephanie and Triple H. That was a really good match. Uh, It worked out for a couple reasons. One, because the story they told, the build-up to it. It was Ronda's first match. And Ronda was tremendous. The story that they told and how they put that match together. It was the right people. And that match was incredible. An incredible match. Uh, One of the things I, I think that just... Over delivered. Not that like anybody expected that to be a bad match, but it's just one of those that was just an incredible match that uh, you just didn't expect. And then the other match, that I think, is at the top of the list to me, and um, and maybe because again, just like the Ronda match, this was a match that told the story. And you had a guy that was on fire with the crowd. And that was the match against Danny O'Brien at WrestleMania 30. Which, by the way, if you go back and watch it, at the beginning of the match, it's uh, Charlotte, Alexa Bliss, and and Sasha Banks that's uh, coming out with uh, Triple H. But that match, so much emotion in that match. Probably, of I any mean, of those matches, probably, other than maybe the Taker matches, where the crowd was so emotionally into that match and just it told a great story and then um, Dan O'Brien winning and going out to the main event and the trip coming out again that was just you know, perfect right there uh, just everything that was done just the storytelling the build of that match although that was not of course their initial plans to Wrestlemania as we, we as well know <laughs> you know it was supposed to be you know CM Punk and Triple H but uh, you know it worked out completely different it worked out great for daniel bryan so so those are some of the classics not not every mania match i mean for a guy that said over 20 mania matches and and maybe you know a quarter of those you could put in the you know definitely need to watch again side um uh, because you know some of you don't you know the warrior match booker t match the owen match the batista matches um uh, You know, okay, maybe more than a quarter. All right, but but still, I mean, but okay, less than half. Is that being fair? He's got some good ones, but definitely some clunkers in there. But the dude has still been doing it for 25 years, and you know he's done a heck of a lot with uh, NXT. So, so I'm not dogging out of the guy, but you know he he's treated like wrestling royalty, (laughs) but his WrestleMania track record, well, it speaks for itself. There you go. But he ha- he does have more losses than anybody else. But he also, also wrestled, like, you know, I think besides The Undertaker and maybe a few other guys, you know, uh, more manias than uh, most wrestlers too. So, you know, somebody's going to have the most losses. Hey, by the way, if you haven't watched it yet, I know we talked about some of the streaming at WWE. Uh, Steve Austin's podcast under the uh, Broken Skull Sessions and uh, the Flair one is a must-see. Uh, the Bret Hart one. Is really good too. Because of the stuff they talk about with uh their match at WrestleMania thirteen, which is incredible. And then um <coughs> and then they talk about the Montreal screwdriver and this everything that happened and and Brett going into detail about the build to it, you know, why he didn't want to drop the title and and his reasoning for like coming back because he mentions, and you know, and, and you can kind of see what he says because he, he talks about some stuff throughout the show where you can see why. Oh, it be completely, I would say he can forgive Vince, but like he gets it if that makes sense. Uh, um, you know, it's a shame WCW didn't didn't use him in any way, po- you know, positive, but uh, but if you get a chance to go watch the Bret Hart one, it, it's it's just. Steve Austin has gotten so much better with his podcast. His uh, his uh, broken skull sessions so much better. I mean, obviously he takes it seriously, and uh, but he he's just improved so much. And, and just him you know, telling you know shooting the breeze with these guys is great. And you can just tell, like you know, the, the respect he had for Ric Flair is the respect he had for Bret Hart because he credits Bret for helping putting him on the map. Because you got to remember that uh, you know these guys had some great matches. You know the 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 Survivor Series match was pretty good. You know and then the match that probably saved the WWE was the match at WrestleMania 13, which if you haven't seen, go out of your way check it out. That Steve Austin fought a different style. That was before his injuries. And uh, man, oh man, uh, some absolutely good stuff. Oh by the way. Uh, One piece of news that uh, I missed. uh, Rob Rob Gronkowski, uh, he's back in the NFL. And um, it's, um, you know, uh, the WWE wants him to, uh, you know, defend his uh, 24-7 championship. So we will, uh, you know, we will see what happens there. But uh, Gronk uh, going to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, along with his uh, buddy Tom Brady. So they got that going on. So, uh some Facebook comments and some stuff. Uh of course Mc- Mr. McMahon showing up the Triple H celebration. Uh Philip uh writing, Yeah, I don't know why uh he did all that last night made no sense. Uh your favorite Triple H memories, um, <laughs> James Gann. I really lost that WrestleMania. He was just a kid. Um Jeffrey and, and in fact um you d know, I, I didn't mention this, so I'm glad you did, Jeffrey. His return from the six months quad injury before he went on to win both belts, Chris Jericho, WrestleMania 18 that uh, the unified those titles um before they unified the titles they when he came back because it was after 17 where you know steve austin was going to be heel or whatever and then they had that match and he busted this quad when he came back that response he got was amazing and all that momentum he had in the getting the title from jericho at 18 i just wish that was like a Better match and maybe less Stephanie McMahon at that time should have been involved or you know could have been there because I just felt like it took away from Jericho, but could have made that like a big grudge match. But they made it, you know, about the McMahon's. But that that coming back from that injury and he's had a couple of injuries where he's had to miss some WrestleManias because he had to miss WrestleMania seventeen. You know, he missed WrestleMania twenty three, due to some injuries. So it's it's so this guy having over twenty WrestleMania matches and missing two. You know, the biggest shows of the year because of injury definitely uh, says a lot about this guy. And, uh, you know, so got to give uh, Triple H some props. But yes, uh, Rob Gronkowski back in the NFL. It is true. So we'll see what happens in the uh, 21st 70s. And by the way, uh, former NXT Dan Matha, uh, a serious uh, car accident. Couple of days ago, uh, he's okay, but uh, man, it uh, put a hole in his head, literally. And uh, he had a, a car crash that uh, sent him flying through the windshield. So it uh, looks like uh, he is going to be okay, which is good news, but that is uh, some scary stuff. So, as always, uh, you can email us, ESPR. At FM99.com, uh, of course, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iTunes, many different ways. Uh, of course, on uh, the Facebook page, ESPR99, and Twitter as well. A uh, special guest coming up uh, in the next week or so, somebody with some big ties with the wrestling business. And uh, and and it's going to be interesting to get a lot of uh, info on uh, how the wrestlers are feeling after some of the big cuts in the last week so we'll get some info on that and and tell you what this person does which is really cool because you may not know what this person does who this person is but you see their product all the time so that's uh coming up in another episode or two and we'll do it once more that's right we'll do it once more thanks for listening as uh we'll do it soon another episode of eat sleep podcast and repeat